Welcome to the third episode of The Week with Roger, a conversation between analysts about all things telecom. I'm Don Kellogg, and with me as always is Roger Entner. How you doing, Roger? I'm great. How are you? I'm terrific. So this week, uh, we've got some interesting news. Rakuten Mobile in Japan launched a fully software-defined network on 5G. To start, Roger, why don't we talk a little bit about the differences between software-defined networking versus traditional networking, and then we'll talk a little bit about why this is a relevant development. Sure. So a traditional wireless network, you have a lot of different boxes where you have software and hardware that does a specific task, like your base station at the at, a, at the tower that is controlling all the call traffic. You have a box that does you, all your SMS messaging. You have one that does your... MMS messaging, you have one that switches things. And in total, an average wireless network has about 50,000 different kind of these boxes, these SKUs. In a software-defined network, you're dramatically reducing that because you're replacing all these specialized uh, pieces of equipment with standardized basically PCs, you cluster them together, and then you run software on it, just like your regular PC. And so almost all of the things are basically are becoming software tasks. That's why it's software-defined networking. And so, for example, in the case of, of Rakuten, uh, they're down to basically four boxes for, for different SKUs, the, the antenna, the radio head, a switch, and, and a server SKU. And then they buy just more things of the same thing as they have more radio locations, they have more, they need more switching, they need more power to run their, their network. And so their servers are getting bigger. So the, the reason why, why this is done is it is so much easier to ramp up and down new tasks. It is a lot more efficient to, to run this system. So average carrier has 10,000 people running running the network. Rakuten has 240, right? So it's a great simplicity that comes with it. And, and you know, I talked with Tarek Amin, the CTO of Rakuten a while back, and he said, like, one of the things that's really important here is discipline. Because we ask our, when a vendor comes in, we ask them, does your solution run on these these four elements? And if the answer is no, we say come back when they do, because we're not adding more complexity to the network. So you're essentially moving the entire network into a virtualized space, right? As much as you exactly. can. Exactly. Yes. You're turning the old world of stoves, refrigerators, microwaves into all being one PC where all of these tasks that have been done by specific elements are now run by basically a big PC. So talk a little bit about how these elements interact with each other, who's building different uh, aspects of the network, and then how is that coming together to form a software-defined network? So basically, you're, you're looking at you know, the cell sites. There are two elements. There's the radio head and the, the antenna. And, and here, Rakuten for 5G has chosen Airspan, a company out of Florida and an NEC, a Japanese company, right? 
really a big, big step forward. The security is done by F5, another American company. You know, the switching equipment is done by Sienna out of Maryland. The a company called Altiostar here in Massachusetts is providing the open RAN management software. And a company called Mavenir is providing the IMS services, so like picture and phone and all of these things. So all of this gets then orchestrated together in a big software, like an operating system, and then it runs, right? The key here is that it's, it's software-defined networking in 5G. It's not a standalone core like what T-Mobile launched a couple of weeks ago here in the U.S., but still, it's 5G in a virtualized platform. You know, some here in the U.S. called it a pipe dream, but that pipe dream just got real. And it's really important for a company like Dish because Dish is planning to do this as well. But interestingly, it, you know, they have to wait until third quarter 2021 to get the radio equipment in place, what Rakuten has already today. So why it's important is it's so much more flexibility, it's so much more ability, it's so much more, you know, innovation that can come in. Because if you're a small company, instead of convincing an operator to install your boxes and do all of these things. It's a software. If it works, awesome. And you can scale it up because it's software. And if it doesn't work, you delete it again. You know, there's so much innovation going on now, not only from the radio side with 5G and the core side, but also how this all is orchestrated. And and it's a, it's a really exciting time to be in, in wireless. So also in conjunction with rolling out this new 5G service, Rakuten, it looks like is charging uh, a lot less. So equivalent of roughly $30 for 5G service on their virtualized software-defined network compared to some of their competitors, they're, they're charging you know, up to 70% more for 5G service in Japan. So again, that kind of flexibility in terms of managing the network conceivably could flow through to consumers as well. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Also, what <laughs> the other thing that wasn't really mentioned in their press release is Japan has a new uh, prime minister, Sugo. And he has asked, like they do in Japan, the mobile carriers to lower their rates. That's, for example, why just earlier this week, NTT, the, the largest uh, telecom provider in, in Japan announced it's going to buy back Docomo or the part of Docomo that it didn't own. And Docomo is the largest mobile carrier in, in Japan and saying that, you know, they have to do this so that they can lower prices because Japan is continuing to, to be in a recession. And uh, the Japanese prime minister thinks that the money that people don't spend on wireless carriers, they will spend on other consumption. So there's also a political dimension behind it. So what are the implications for us in the American market? I know you talked a little bit about DISH rolling out software-defined networking, but my understanding is that AT&T is also doing some virtualization in their core. What's kind of the general uh, environment for software-defined networking in the U.S. today? Well, AT&T has started this all when it comes to, to software-defined networking. They were really the people who, who came up with it. And, and the former AT&T communications CEO, when he was the 
the CTO, John Donovan, spearheaded that. And so by now, AT&T has basically fully virtualized its core. And it's building on that, you know, according to press reports, have also done uh, first tests of Open RAN. There's also an organization here in the U.S. called the Open RAN Alliance, where all the, the operators are pushing behind it. And this is really the way we will build our networks going forward. But what, what's really important here and, and what the Rakuten example brings is that the story of the U.S. not having any any players in 5G is, is just plainly wrong. You know, you have you have a whole slew of companies that do that and and do both hardware and software. And so uh, the Rakuten couldn't launch their their 5G service or or their 4G service for that matter without American companies. I can go through the list again, but like an airspan provides some of the physical and the software here uh, for it. You have Mavenir, you have you have Sienna, you have Altio Star. Some names are better known uh, than others, but we need to support this co these companies. Right now, they're at the forefront, but I view this as, a, as our race to the moon type thing. And while the government shouldn't subsidize things, the government can still incentivize and really help, you know, that, that these companies stay at the forefront and are able to win against companies like Huawei that is that is betting on the old technology. And here we have, you know, typical American companies really forward looking and and are at the forefront of it. So it's it's really exciting. Excellent. Well, I think that's all we have for this week, but we will keep an eye on that. And uh, as we get more developments, we'll, uh, we'll update our perspective on how that network launch is going. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Roger. Thank you. Thank you.